Hey guys, it is uh, Corey Frills here with the LTW Group um, on our latest episode of Green Lights. I have with me Lisa Wiles and Becky Price, and um, Autumn Lane is off saving the world, so she's too busy. Somebody needs to work. Somebody has to work here and can't just get on podcasts. So, so yeah, so man, super exciting day for me uh, because if you follow us and what we've been talking about for a long time. Um, is today was our best chance of improvement in interest rates. We've been saying that uh, the March 10th jobs report was going to be very telling and that was really our next uh, opportunity for improvement in rates. So that happened. Super excited about it. I would say between, but from two days ago, Wednesday, we're probably anywhere from a quarter to 0.375 better in interest rate an interest rate. So um, very welcome to relief. So you might say, why? So we had a jobs report come in today um, that signaled that um, although we were still adding jobs, uh, wages are starting to cool off. So higher wages, while we would think that's a good thing, people make more money, that's good. That also drives inflation higher for a couple of reasons. One, when people make more money, they spend more money. And two, when you have to pay people more money, you have to charge more for your product. Mm-hmm. So it's this cycle of uh, prices going up. So that came in. We actually added more jobs than we expected. Um, but for uh, the wage pressure really kind of bailed us out. There's some more things that happened here, too. Um we saw that more people entered the workforce. So even though we added jobs, the unemployment rate went higher. So you're like, how is that possible? We put more jobs in the market, but yet the unemployment rate went from 3.4 to 3.6. That's because people that were like, hey, no, I'm good. I'm retired. I'm just going to hang out at home. have now come back to work, probably as a symptom of inflation, right? If your gas costs more, your groceries cost more, maybe your spouse or your significant other uh, was able to stay home. Maybe as a retiree, you hung it up after COVID. Um, too much risk. Um, you're older. You're more at risk for COVID, so you stayed home. And now the pressure of uh, your groceries and your gasoline costing more has caused you to go back to work. So kind of a, a sad situation for the American consumer. Um, so the market took all of this into account. And... Um, it signaled a couple of things. One, it signaled to us that inflation may be ready to tone down, which is what mortgage rates track. And it also signaled that the Federal Reserve may have to be more cautious um, in going forward. One other thing I'll point out about the jobs report is existing claims. So these are people that have been on unemployment for four to five weeks and are carrying it over, um, rose again at the highest level that we've seen in a while. And what that means is that people are um, either having trouble finding jobs, but I think more likely, uh, because we know that there's a lot of jobs out there, I think the more likely um, scenario is they're having trouble finding jobs, making the money they were going to make. So if you remember over 2020, 20, especially 2021, 2022, we had this huge labor shortage because one, we laid off a ton of people in the month of March. And then federal unemployment was actually more than most people made at their work. So they were paid more money to stay home than to come back to work. And then the risk of getting sick and all these other things. So uh, employers had to pay higher than market wages to get people to come back to work, right? Yeah. Well, I think what happened as a result of that is- Employment was what? 
like a million dollars an hour. Unemployment was coming in at $17 an hour. It was high. So it's really hard for an employer to get somebody to come back when they can sit at home with bonbons on the couch, hanging out with their cat, Larry. Yes. With, with a large unemployment payout. Correct. Right. Yeah. So you had employers paying higher than market rates just to get people in the door to meet demand. And so now what I, what I think has happened, and I haven't heard a lot of other people collaborate this, so it could just be this Loudoun County boy, but um, I think that the, the consumer has reset their expectation for wages. And we've seen it in the mortgage industry for sure. I mean, we're not making near the money that we made two years ago. And that's everybody from sales to support. And so I think that um, that's happening in other industries too, that there's just not a sustainable wage um, that you could put out there that the consumer's comfortable accepting again. So you have people just staying on unemployment longer, holding out, hoping they find a, a better job. So um, anyway, all that to say, it's signaling what we thought might happen. We have an inflation report coming out on Tuesday. And if we have a good inflation report, guys, we could see rates push back towards the low sixes and high fives, Ooh. which I know. Isn't that, fun? Isn't that funny that you're saying that? Also makes me more cute. Yay. I remember, I remember June of last year, uh, June of last year when we like rates crest, like went back into the fives and I, I wrote an email to the team and I was like, I can't believe I'm happy to say this, but we have rates starting with fives again. What would we give to have that now? You know, yeah. I mean, it would be crazy. So um, <laughs> one last thing, and this gets super nerdy, but I want to talk about this a little bit. You've heard me talk about the inverted yield curve and um, and I, I can I can feel eyes glaze over. It kind of sounds like Top Gun. Like, a, like I'm inverted. Yeah, that yes. means upside down and you go down the hill backwards. That's it. That's what Top Gun did. That's what that's what Tom Cruise did. Yeah, he did. The airplane. <laughs> so we... Inverted yield curve means, okay, think of it like this. In a normal world, if you go to your bank, they're going to give you a savings rate on your savings account or your money market. And that's cash you could get anytime, any day. You go to the bank, draw it out, right? That's the money. That's Becky's literally yawning right now. Follow me. This is good stuff. Sorry. This I was is, hoping you didn't see that. This is good stuff. Okay. <laughs> I know. Lisa's point of the clock. Everybody, it's fine. This is important. So, you let's say you could get a quarter of 1% on your savings account, but if you'll commit the money for a longer term of one year, two years, five years, you can actually get 2% or 3% now, which is unheard of, maybe more, four or five, right? But as you, so you would think that if you lock your money up for longer, you can get a better rate of return. Well, an inverted yield curve means that you can get maybe four or 5% for two years, but if you try and lock it up for 10, you'll only get three. And this is really hard for banks because they they when you deposit money, they borrow that money from you and they pay you for it. And then they turn around and they lend it out to other people. So they're paying you 5%, 4%, and they're having to lend it on rates like three. So it's hard for banks to make money right now. You're going to hear today about a Silicon Valley bank that's about to go, that's about to go upside down and FDIC is going to have to bail them out. I think you're going to hear more banks start to fail here in the future. Um, so anyway, some things to keep your eye on. Um, we still believe this is going to be a good thing for the real estate market as a whole. Um, it's going to drive lower uh, lower interest rates for mortgages, which is going to improve affordability. And also, we're going to be able to bail people out because when rates come down on the long term, so on mortgages, mm -hmm. 
the rates on the short-term credit cards are going to remain high. Yeah. People have a lot of credit card debt. So we're going to be able to do a lot of cash out refinances and help problem people size their budgets. That's our thing. Problem solving, big picture, holistic approach, problem solving. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I want Lisa to talk a little bit. You would think, I mean, we had rates the highest in 20 years. What did that do to contract activity over the past two weeks? Uh, it went up. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Um, also, can I just say, he, Corey, you know, Corey was just talking earlier and I didn't want to interrupt, um, although you're surprised because I do interrupt, um, but I didn't want to interrupt. I do have a side hustle also, just took on a new job. It's a side hustle. I actually have to pay to do this job. So it's not a job that makes any money, but um, I will be, um, and maybe you saw, I am going to be a host, a lifestyle host on a national TV program. And what I want you guys to be creative with is what can we highlight about Knoxville um, that is unique, maybe experience to you that somebody else may not know that I can highlight you and your in your business on a side uh, piece or something that you find interesting that may also bring people from other places nationally into our market. So I want to make sure that you guys know that that's happening and that uh, it's a collaborative move. And I want you guys included and to bring as much um, media to you as possible to help you grow your business as well. This but is something we do together. Only appropriate side pieces. If you have like an do you see where he's going piece. with this? Do you yeah, see? <laughs> okay. So, okay. All right. All right. So now back to our regular schedule program. Um, contract activity was up. And um, and what I but that's not the whole point. The contracts we were getting were super um interesting because they were government loans. A lot of them were being accepted uh government deals with seller concessions. So you guys, it's time to brush up. The, the contracts are getting accepted with seller concessions. People are asking and they are receiving. Um, fast forward to when that rate drop happens, you're not gonna have that negotiating power. Um, it means a big deal to your client to get those seller concessions. So let's brush up on what you can ask for when. And you can always call us if uh, you can't find this podcast uh, in your back pocket when you're writing your contract. Uh, VA. If you have a VA loan, max of 4% plus traditional closing costs. I mean, think about that. That could go way up. Uh, conventional, if you put 25% down, you can get up to 9% in seller paid concessions. Um, if you only put down um, anything below 10%, so 9.99 and below, uh, then you can only get up to 3% towards the closing costs in seller, in seller concessions. Um, and then at 10% to the 25, you can get to 6%. Now, remember on investment properties, we do have people out there buying investment properties. 2% is the max across the board. Doesn't matter how much you put down, but you should put down 25% to get better. Nine seven buyers are investors right now. And, I mean, there, there are a lot. A lot of investors. Um, and so brush up. Um, think about it. It's a strategy. It will put your buyer in a better position uh, with their lender to get better rates, lower payments, and feel more comfortable. Um, now, also a thing that'll drop uh, your total monthly payment would be a funding fee, maybe, or a mortgage insurance premium. So, Becky, what do you what just happened that's super important to to let let everybody know? Well, um, two, two big updates: uh, one with FHA and one with VA. So. 
brings us back to you're going to be seeing more of these offers because they are giving our buyers better and better payments than conventional even if they are top tier credit score who would traditionally go into conventional loans there's more and more incentive to go with these government products um, so first fha that one um this this took place about a week ago um Corey has a great success story of um, the moment this news dropped, he had a buyer closing that day, he got Fairway to honor the new lowered um, mortgage insurance premium. Flex. Yeah, super happy buyer, <laughs> right, Corey? Um, and so what happened is um, there's two kinds of um, mortgage insurance attached to an FHA loan. You've got a upfront financed one you don't really hear much about, but you will see it on your buyer's um, closing disclosure if you look at that. Um, the major thing that changed is the annual mortgage insurance, which translates into um, a pretty big portion of a monthly payment. And so that dropped by 0.3% annually. And what that means for a buyer, say they're getting a $300,000 loan, um, that's $900 less that they're paying in FHA mortgage insurance a year. Uh, or 75 bucks a month. So that's great for them. And it's also great for us because that can translate to quite a bit more buying power depending on what else they've got going on. So that one is huge. That was kind of a surprise to us all. Um, and it took place um, really quickly or it took effect really quickly. On VA, um, this is not going to have quite as big of an effect as the FHA changes, but it is still important. Um, VA has dropped their funding fee. Um, you probably know the funding fee is a one, um, a single payment fee. Uh, typically it's financed. It can be paid upfront at closing. I've literally never seen anyone opt to do it, um, but it is a fee um, that is typically between one and a half and three and a half percent of the loan amount. Uh, that gets financed in and repaid over 30 years. So since we're looking at a repayment over 30 years, it does not have the same um, effect that the FHA mortgage insurance does, but it's really all VA could do because as we know, there's no monthly mortgage insurance on VA. So just another reason to choose this program. Um, and that one takes effect um, for closings uh, happening April 7th so uh, or after. So if you're writing a contract um, this weekend, keep that in mind. Maybe we want, if you're considering setting a closing date for April 5th, maybe push that out to the 8th. It's awesome. And I, and I would also say this, Lisa touched a little on the um, um, asking for seller paid concessions. Guys, we have a problem, probably 60% of my pipeline has some sort of seller concession in it. And every time the agent's a little nervous about asking for it, because we just haven't done it in a while. I'm telling you, we see a ton of contracts here at this office because we have so many originators that are just really good at their job and they're getting accepted. The other thing is government loan offers. I feel everybody wins a little bit when we send a government letter. They're getting accepted. Sellers are spooked right now. Uh -huh. And so let's take advantage of that for our buyers. Let's go and 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 ask for what you want. I had I had like a fifty thousand dollar price drop plus seller concession accepted in West Knoxville. I couldn't. I mean, so the sellers are willing to negotiate right now, and don't let that opportunity pass you up. Well, and that FHA premium dropping 
um, I flipped a couple conventional buyers into FHA and we saved over $120 a month on just a normal, I would say the loan size was something like 275. Um, so it, it saved a ton of money because not only is the MIP less, if they don't have perfect, perfect seller 800 credit, the rates are better. Okay. Yeah, so it's better for your client. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah. Becca, Becca, Becca's Hi, here. She wants to me, talk. The fun haver. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to brag on our team for a second because we had the Knoxville Mortgage Banker Awards on Friday and every single one of our teammates got to walk across, well, our loan officers got to walk across the stage and receive an award. Becky got a bronze award. Autumn got a gold award. And Lisa got a platinum award. And Corey didn't give me permission to say this, but he originated a ton this year and as our branch manager, like has also carried us through. Came out of retirement. That's right. Came out of retirement. And uh and you love it. I do. I'm brushing it up. I'm brushing it up. I'm I'm a little out of shape, but yeah. 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 So? yeah. I've got a good we'll keep you. And the ship yeah. is still moving forward. Like we're all still in one piece. So you're doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> So I just wanted to brag about that. I know we talk a lot about like the power of a team and just the fact that every single one of us or them, not me, but the rest of these guys got to walk across the stage. Like you just have a team of baller loan officers backing you as a realtor. And so if you ever wondered if maybe you're working with the right people, trust me, you are. <laughs> Gosh, and that's after taking two months off trying to get settled, you know? Like, Literally did not originate for year. two months last Think year. about that year. Any, it was a long year. So any sort of... Um, you know, positive compromise, yeah. affirmation of effort was yes. is nice. Yeah, I'm proud of you guys. You guys don't Thanks. get to brag on yourselves when I'm done. So <laughs> embarrassing, but thank you. Um, and then also, in light of all the conversations that we're having about, you know, buyers taking on um, or getting approved for these government uh, loans, we're having a class that is going to be FHA versus conventional. It's basically, an, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but we're, for the most part, going to be talking about the pros and cons of um, accepting a an FHA loan versus a conventional and what that appraisal looks like and how it's just nothing to be afraid of. Um, we actually have one of our favorite appraisers, Chris Scallett. Am I saying his name right? right? All right. Um, and our underwriter, Michelle Blackburn, who some of you guys have met before. Um, and we're going to do a little lunch and learn on the 23rd of this month. It's a Thursday. Um, we're shooting for 1230 to 130. So come have lunch with us. And um, then the next week on March 30th, also Thursday, we are having our drum roll, please. Open house at our awesome new office. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's done. That's what that means. God. It was super easy. Just super easy. No big deal. Only took a year, um, but it's actually, it's super cozy. We've got a rooftop. We also have a speakeasy downstairs. So if you haven't been to the office yet, even if you have been, we would love for you to come and just hang out with us. Maybe have a snack or two and a drink or two and just let us give you a big yes. fat hug. Yes, right. I love it. Okay, I just feel like I should say this parting way since we just talked, we've talked a lot about FHA. Guys, FHA offers are freaking bulletproof. Like unless there is, the, the only concern that people typically have is an appraisal and it's almost never a concern. I will like, say, yeah, go ahead. I have I have never seen an FHA appraiser just outright deny a property. They'll be a little pickier on a couple of things. We'll talk about this in our class. 
But I mean, apart from that, the credit qualifications, mm-hmm. I mean, guys, they can do a whole, I've seen some people do some ridiculous things to harm themselves <laughs> in the loan process and still close that loan FHA. Yeah, it right. is a bulletproof deal. Do not be scared of those. And I mean, everything just lines up. Like you can get more bang for your buck. You can get a higher seller paid from the seller and the points go farther to buy the rate down. So if we're using seller pays to get a lower interest rate, the dollars go further on government loans they do conventional. Yeah, 6% FHA. Yeah. All day. From okay. the words of Autumn Lane, she said in the 20 years that she's been originating that she has never once had a deal fall through on FHA because of an appraisal. There and you go. Done it. I mean, God knows how many loans, FHA loans. Yeah, she's on my counter. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I got. That's a wrap. Yeah. Um, don't forget, we are working this weekend. So if you need us, you can email us at ltwgroup at fairwaymc.com. We always have an on-call loan officer watching that for you. We have your back. We're here we for love you. you. That's right. And um, let's go. I mean, we've got a closing window in this market. Contract activity is up. Let's take advantage. Thanks, guys. Thank you.